Hello, everyone. This is Phil Yeager, and welcome to my podcast called CPA Review and More. Usually we talk about CPA Review, but CPA Review can get a little boring, tedious, just to keep talking about that. So I added the word and more because I wanted to have different topics that would actually, you would find interesting and maybe apply to your jobs wherever you may work. And today, all right, and once again, we are sponsored by Jaeger's CPA Review. That's my CPA Review course that prepares people for the CPA exam. But let me get to my guest today. My guest is Eric. Eric, please pronounce your second name for me. Solbakken. Solbakken. All right. And Eric's family is originally from Norway. All yes. Right, which is, all right. Yes. And, yes. Yeah. Uh, we were, I was oversharing with you before saying that my mother, I was conceived in Norway and born in Canada. So and it, uh, it's unfortunate this thing wasn't on before. He was doing voiceovers <laughs> like I can't tell. I was so impressed. I had to stop for a second. All right. And shut the thing off and start again. So yeah. anyway. Yeah. Then Eric, we're going to call this podcast 2.0. Yeah. I think I got to. I yes. think we're going to have a lot. We're gonna, Phil, we're going to have no problem doing more podcasts together because we're going to have lots of fun. So don't worry about it. It's all, all good. Right. I brought the I brought the uh, the coffee and the Danish. Do you have that? Do you talk that oh, way? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to have and, a Danish. You got to have a good Danish with your coffee. And the last thing I need with my weight <laughs> is Danish. But anyway, all right. Eric oh, and is, just, just to clarify, I'm actually Norwegian, not Danish. Okay. I'm just going to put that out there. Okay. All right. So you're not a cheese Danish. You're a cheese Norwegian. No, Norwegian. Instead of Dane and Danish, I'm not. Did you catch that Norwegian? Yeah, I, 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 I figured that, that out. Give Sorry. me a little credit. Okay, bread. just okay. Fire enough. All right, there you go. <laughs> now, even though he lives in Canada, and by the way, he is coming to us from Canada. All right. Yes. Yeah. Puget Sound. Actually, I'm just just literally look across the the lost the pond there, and then I'm see Seattle. So that's what Vancouver a, Island. And if you haven't been out there, beautiful country, Seattle, beautiful city. I hope it's still beautiful. All right. But Vancouver, all right, where he lives there, Eric lives there, beautiful place. All right. A lot of cruise ships go out of there. Hey, go there this summer for a vacation. Okay. I would recommend it. But anyway, Eric is a CPA, even though he's Canadian. All right. Now we actually have reciprocity. So Eric was a CA, a chartered accountant, but the U.S. got together with Canada and decided that chartered accountants could reciprocity and get a license as a CPA. Do you have a license? Well, to it's always been that way, though. We've always had a reciprocity. Like you just have to take an entrance exam on both sides just to prove that you know the differences. So as a chartered accountant, I could have always gotten my U.S. CPA, but then they changed. In Canada, we had three different designations and they put it all into one and called it a chartered professional accountant. So our last initials is CPA. It sounds the same as. So you had, did you have to take the uh, U.S. taxation? Plan? I haven't taken, I haven't done it. No, I've only got my Canadian CPA. I don't have my okay. U.S. CPA, but I'm out of public practice. Like I haven't been in public practice for over eight years now. I, I just coach accounting firms. I, I'm and a strategic I, advisor to accounting firms. Actually. And I know why you don't do that. You know, do any type of accounting is because according to, and by the way, I memorized this. He is a speaker. He is also an author. I'm going to run out of breath here. He's a business advisor. And he's creator of the, and I believe this is like deja vu, he's the creator of the accountant success formula, all right? And the question is, Eric, what is that accountant success formula? Can you please share that with me? So, yeah, I would love to. And so the accountant success formula is a executive level coaching program that I created 
to free accountants from the oppressive business model that they're working under. And, um, you know, I do, I do coaching. I've got an, I've got a book, I've got an online course. I've got lots of free resources for your listeners as well. I'd love for them to go, just go look under Eric Solback and CPA.com or accountantsuccessfulmanda.com. I've got videos and free resources. You can find out a little bit more about it, but to get into the gist of what the program is and what I, why I did it, uh, I kind of have to do a little bit of a walk down memory lane, if you, so to speak. I, I was in public, I've been in public practice and working with accounting firms for 34 years. Oh and my gosh, for, Eric, you don't look a day beyond uh, 21, 22. Well, and, yeah. Thank, thanks for that. Yeah, no, I started, I started, I started in the, I started when I was uh, 19 years old, I started articling at the accounting firm and I turned 53 in, in five days. So I'm 53 in five days. Well, gee, so, I wish we were here for your birthday. I would have brought a cake. I really well, then you, well, you can, you can, you know what? Mail me a Danish. And I'll be happy. I will mail you a Danish. Ma- mail me okay. a Danish. Well, you, right. you and I have already talked about you coming up here to um, Canada. The next time you're well, here, you, I appreciate you and your wife, you, you guys are welcome here anytime. You got, you, I got a room for you. No worries. Um, so anyways, let's go back to this. I was in public practice. So I did, I worked in a traditional accounting firm where we basically, like for the first 18 years, and I was in, you know, I started as an articling student and then I got my CPA designation. Then I took an in-depth tax course and then I became a partner and I thought everything was lovely, but I was working ridiculous hours, billing clients like crazy. And then after that 18 years, my partnership collapsed. It was the most devastating point of my life. I thought I, everything was finished and, but it turned out to be the best thing in my life. You know how these things happen in the, in life. You think it's the things worst. Meant it turns to be, the yeah. best? There's two sides to every coin, right? Whatever is a blessing is a curse. Whatever is a curse is a blessing. So what happened was, is that I crashed and burned my partnership dissolved and I had to start my own practice. But that time I said, you know what? I just spent 18 years of my life, never seeing the sun in the springtime, working like crazy, billing clients who were price sensitive. And I went, this is ridiculous. There has to be a better solution. So I started up my own practice and I started changing the model and I started being like an entrepreneur and testing and trying and testing and trying. Came across a book called The Firm of the Future by Ron Baker and Paul Dunn. I love those two gentlemen. They are my, they are, they were a godsend to me back then. I read their book and I started implementing a couple of their, their ideas and I eventually changed it around. So I had the last eight years of my career, my accounting practice, not a single hour of overtime was booked by me or any other of my staff not a single hour of overtime. My profitability went through the roof and I didn't have to chase my clients for any invoices or bills. And so I then sold my accounting practice after those eight years, I sold it for a a multiple on billings that was unheard of back then. And then I had a bunch of accountants ask me, how did you do this, Eric? How did you sell your practice? I heard you didn't do overtime. I heard you didn't have timesheets. What's going on? And so then I started working with accounting firms and showing them what I did. Next thing I know, I wrote a book, I got an online course and all the rest of that, which is the gist of it comes down to this, which is, I'm going to answer your question, Phil, is that I came to the realization that accountants are held back by, we're not making the money we should be making. We're not working with the right people and we're not getting enough free time. Accountants, especially right now, if you're going to be posting this podcast anytime in between now and April 15th, the accountants are going to be just working ridiculous hours and stressing out and billing clients and chasing after invoices. I realized the reason why we're not as successful as our clients are, and the reason why we don't have as much free time is because of the business model. The business model is flawed. The business model, and that's why my book, and that's what I wrote, The Accountant Success Formula, Freeing Today's Accountant from an Oppressive Business Model, is that 
the model is broken and that's why accountants suffer. And so for me, it's about a path to freedom. And that's why I created the accountant success form and to show accountants what I did to turn my accounting practice around from a grinding out billable hours to a cash flow machine that gave me a ton of free time. Like I, I was working part-time and I was working down in, um, I worked from Palm Springs. I was in Palm Springs for two and a half months and mm. I had my accounting practice back in Victoria and I was making great money. Like, and this was, now we're talking, that was 16 years ago when I was doing that. And so what I found, and so what, here's the gist of the, of the deal. Why do I say it's an oppressive model? The accounting the accounting firm model and what the profession has told us and what the accountants before us said is you have to bill by the hour. You have to put in ridiculous amounts of hours to, to get, you know, your, 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 your stripes, shall we say. And it just has to be this way. It's just, you just have to suffer. It's, and it's total garbage. And so what I realized is that once I, I distilled it down that what's the problem is, is the accounting profession has been programmed, or I was going to say brainwashed. People don't like the word brainwashed, Phil, but it's true. We've been brainwashed to believe three lies. Okay. And so if your listeners can write these down and if they're in public practice right now, and if you're thinking about going into public practice, please just write these down and think about them. Number one, the first lie is that our worth is equal to how many hours we work. And you know that Phil, you worked in public practice. You know how that is. Yes, right? I did. You know, so there's the first lie. The second lie is that our, our, we believe our clients are naturally price sensitive to our services. We believe clients are just naturally price sensitive to accounting services, and that's not true. We've actually conditioned our clients to be price sensitive to our services, and the type of services we provide them make them price sensitive, and how we talk to Excuse them. Me, what do you mean by price sensitive? How they, price they, sensitive? they want us to, they want the lowest cost possible for an accountant. They don't see us as a return on investment because any business owner looks at an ROI when they're going to buy something, That's right? Correct. So clients are price sensitive. They're like always wanting a lower price. So, but account, it's not so much that a client is price sensitive. We think they're price sensitive. The accountants, we've been conditioned to believe that our clients are price sensitive and that's why our services and we have stress inside us because we're billing by the hour and we're trying to give a client a bill, but we know they're price sensitive. So we're stressed out and eternally messed up inside. But that's, I call it the second lie is that we believe our clients are naturally price sensitive to our services. And number three, the third lie that we've been programmed to believe is that tax time just has to suck. And Yeah. I mean, everyone thinks you got to work overtime. Is, and you'll tell us why you don't think that's correct, right? Oh, I, I know it's not correct. All right. Well, what, there's a, there, I know what, it's not correct because I actually changed it. So I never worked. I did. If you remember when I had my I, eight years, I had my accounting practice. We didn't work a single hour of overtime. Except that. Are you talking about just working in Canada or are you talking about working anywhere in, in the U S I, I have, I have accounting firms that I work all throughout the U S all throughout Canada. I've worked with accounting firms in the UK. It doesn't matter that accounting is accounting is accounting. The tax rules are different. Some of the reporting rules are different. All the compliance that like in Canada, well, you, you've got, you know, we've got T4s in the U S it's a 1040, 1040. No, it's like what's your, 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 what is it? A W2 or W4? Oh, okay. 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 It's like a yeah. T4 sub. It's just a different yeah. number. It's just a different letter. And they just w created a bunch of yeah. like it really it's W2. Yeah. Sorry. I thought it was a W2. It's a W2. It doesn't matter. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about the business model. 
The business model is flawed and there's two main. So those are the three lies. Okay, let's go back to the lies. One is that our worth is equal to how many hours we work. That's why we work so many hours. And that's why we bill by the hour because we think that's how our worth is defined. Number two, we believe our clients are naturally price sensitive to our services. Number three, we believe that tax time just has to suck. And so what I have learned and what I've experienced personally in my accounting practice and every single accounting firm that I've transformed their firm over to is that they can make great money, have clients that want to pay them more and have free time. I have some accountants that actually work in my accounts. They go off in the middle of April to go on like boy, like my buddy Damon, he goes on a boy's road trip to Vegas every April. His friends used to do it every year and he could never go. He came with me. We changed this model. Boom. First April, he went off and it was no problem. So I well, know I'm, that- I'm just curious about what, what is your, what are your due dates? You file individual tax returns like we do. Maybe it's a different number, whatever. All right. Yeah. So what are the, what are the due dates of your say your individual tax returns? It, well, in the U.S., you're April fifteenth, unless you do Correct. a filing but extension Canada, to June. Canada. Canada, it's April thirtieth. It's still April, right? And all your W like all your W twos are due at the end of January, right? But in Canada, it's the end of February. It's all it's just, it's all the same. Like Canada, U.S., it doesn't matter. Unless, don't worry about the technical aspects. It's the model that's broken. And so here's the thing that I found is that. Why, why do accountants think that they have to just keep grinding out hours? And this big movement right now is that, oh, the way to make your accounting firm really profitable is to increase um, all your tech stack and outsource to India and all those things. And those are wonderful things to deal with. But I don't think that's the main problem. The main problem is that the accountants, the CPAs are not stepping into their power and being the advisor to the client the way they should. And there's two, so there's two parts. There's two parts to the, the the model that's broken. One is billing by the hour, and the second part is just banging out as many tax returns as possible. So do as many compliance returns as you can. So let's go to the first problem with billing by the hour. The billing by the hour model. I figured this out 16, eight, you know, 16, 18 years ago when I went why am I having so much stress with my clients? Why do I have an internal dilemma and stress every time? I freak out if my clients don't call me because then I can't write down a billable hour. But if my clients call me, I freak out because I have a billable hour and I'm trying to figure out how to cover, recover it. <laughs> Did you, uh, when, uh, you know, when your clients, you, know, you were billing on an hourly basis. Okay, I was doing that. All right. It's for All the right. first eight, for the first 18 years of my career. And right. then for the next 18 years, the next eight years, I stopped billing by the hour. Now, when clients I found always found they they felt like they you know because they paid you they feel like they own you all right now how did you handle it when people would just call you and say oh by the way uh, you know Eric I have a question I want to ask you did you start the clock running as far no, as no uh, no 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 I stopped that that like the billable hour is is garbage it creates animo it creates an adversarial relationship between the accountant and the client. Okay. It also puts you in a conflict of interest. I will say it again. Billing by the hour puts you in a conflict of interest. As a business owner, as an accountant, you're trying to make most profit you possibly can. You're trying to make money. Accountants don't realize this, but you're business owners. You're trying to make the most money you can in your practice. And a business owner, they're like, they're trying to have cost certainty and they're trying to know what the return on investment is. So as a business owner, you go, this is how much I'm paying for. This is the value I'm going to receive. 
but the business owner doesn't know what they're getting from value because they don't know the price, the price and the value. They can't figure it out ahead of time because you're billing by the hour. So they're sitting there going, okay, don't work too many hours, Eric. Like, don't do that. And I'm sitting there going, I want to build more hours because I need more profit. So you're in an, you're in a conflict of interest. So in my model, what I did is I said, well, screw this. I'm going to tell the client the price ahead of time, but not only that, I'm going to set them up on a monthly subscription, even though I'm not doing monthly work. Like I do year end tax returns and filings, whatever you're doing for the clients, fine, but create a subscription, monthly subscription model where it was pulled into my bank account every month. And I built the model out saying, I want a hundred clients at say a thousand bucks a month. And that gives me a $1.2 million billing model on just my base group of clients. And then I've got special and I haven't even got into special projects and change orders. But once I shifted the, over to that and I gave my clients unlimited access to call me whenever they had a question, I wasn't chasing them for invoices. I wasn't spending time tracking my time. The book, by the way, the accountant success for me, if you're readers, I really recommend they get it. I've got a free plus shipping offer on my website. Okay. It, gives, it, it goes through the seven sins of the billable hour model. But once you shifted that over, what happened was, is that the clients would call me and I wasn't stressing because I had a profitable model that was cash flowing every single month. I never had to chase my clients for bills, spend the time on the billing and stressing out about handing them a bill after I finished the work. And so my clients loved the model that way. Now that I got, a, and then when I did special projects, I value priced those projects. So if I did a corporate reorganization, I figured out the price. I gave the client the price. The client could go, okay, here's what I'm going to get. Here's the price and the price and the value. They can make a buying decision. It's like the price is right. If the price and the value line, you sign. If they don't, they don't sign. So the price is high as possible without going over. So that's a one part of the problem. So I shifted that model over. And the second part was banging out tax returns. So the thought was, the way to be more profitable is to make do more tax returns. So I need more clients. But the right. problem is when you have more clients, you can't spend as much time with each client. And you're not actually helping the client build the life they want for themselves because you're too busy just doing the tax return and then you're getting out the door. Bang, bang, bang. So the clients were not getting the true value that CPAs can deliver them because we're just banging out tax returns. And we don't can't spend time with the clients because the client's we have too many clients. So I shrunk my client list down and worked deeper with my clients on what I call the four planning pillars. I helped them decide, like I needed to know what their business plan was, wealth plan, retirement plan, and estate plan. And from that, I could then devise what the tax strategy was and I could advise them properly and work with their banker or their financial advisor or their lawyer to be that quarterback to help them build the life they want for themselves. And so that's the approach I took. And so it was, so I call it moving away from reliance to compliant or from compliance to reliance. It's moving CPAs into the professional position that we're supposed to be in. Cause it's interesting. Most business owners say their number one trusted advisor is their, is their CPA. And then the next question you ask them is, well, when was the last time you talked to your CPA about opening up a new business? And then they crickets, they don't talk. Then, well, why? Well, well, they bill me by the hour. I, I just don't know. Well, I, and I just never thought of it. My clients called me every time before they even made a move on anything because they knew that they could call me. They trusted me the most. I was the most trusted advisor. And I was happy to take their call because if they called me and they said, Hey, Eric, I'm thinking about buying this new business. I'm like, Hey, great. Let's look at that. It gave me an opportunity to do a special project, which I would call a change order and I could value price and make even more money. So like, like I said, for the last eight years of my career, I made way more money than I made in my multiple partnership. And I was a solopreneur with a handful of clients, a handful of staff. I didn't work any overtime and my clients loved to pay me more money. 
And so that I took that and I've now been sharing it with accountants out there. And so for me, the thing that I'm passionate about the most is that CPAs work. We work really hard to get our designation. Then we work even harder to stay on top of all the changing tax legislation. And then on top of that, our professional professional institutes are, are coming down on us to make sure our standards are high enough and that we're following protocols. It's like everybody's against us. I, I want to turn this around and say, not only that, you can actually have your clients on your same side. You're on the same side as your clients instead of an adversarial relationship and stressing about billing them and, and your whip going up and down and your accounts receivable and stressing about this and that. Just update the model. And that's what I'm about is giving accountants their freedom back. I believe accountants deserve more money with clients that appreciate them and free time to spend with their families and doing stuff outside of accounting work. And so it, I'm it, like, it, I'll get down it, off my soapbox now, Phil, but I mean, I'm no, no, really, I, I, I was, I went through it myself. Like, that's why I'm so passionate about it. Cause I was like, I was being oppressed by the model. As soon as I broke free from it, I became creative. I came up with different solutions for my clients. I made way more money. It was way more fun. I didn't work overtime and every accounting firm I work with is going through the same transformation. That's why I've done the accountant successful. The accounting firms last year in this country had record profits, record profits. All right. Yeah, yeah. And meanwhile, did they pass it on to their employees? No. And that's why, and I, I don't know what the situation is in Canada, but as you probably know, we yeah. have a real problem here. People are not majoring in accounting. They don't want to major in accounting. Of course. What, who in their right mind would want to be a CPA today? Because you go, think about it. Why would you work like crazy to work harder to get your CPA so that you become a partner so you can work even harder, have even more stress? Like it doesn't make any sense. That's why when you shift the business model and you get away from just being a compliance donkey, billing by the hour and being a compliance donkey to actually being a trusted advisor and working with your business clients and actually giving them what they need right? And using your brain and your creativity to help them solve problems, that becomes amazing. Like that's a lovely career to be in. But if you're just in there banging out tax returns, I mean, let's be honest, Phil, AI is going to crush the accounting profession. It's going to decimate us and in rightfully so. But that's, but in the past, all we've done is accounting firms have created accountants to be like computers. And you, you know that if you've a CPA and you've had your file reviewed by your superior, it's always about all the things you did wrong. And so you look at them, you're like, so you just basically want me to be a computer and just do everything the same way, right? Every time they're like, yeah, that's what we need. I said, well, why don't you hire a computer? Oh, guess what? Boom. Computers are going to start doing it anyways. So what are we going to need for CPAs? We're going to need them to be creative and come up with creative solutions and understand the client's whole picture, their whole life and work with the other financial, the other professional advisors in the, in the client's world, like the doctors, the, or the, not the doctors, the lawyers, the financial advisors, the bankers. When I did that kind of work, oh man, that was exciting, right? help the client build the life that they want for themselves. And the client was more than happy to cut big checks to me. And my staff didn't work a single hour of overtime. Everybody got paid incredibly well. And they were doing work that they love to do because the, we changed the model. That's all it is. You see, um, I don't who who runs uh, like in the United States, it's the AICPA who runs the accounting profession more or less. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Who runs the accounting profession in Canada? All right. Is the, the AICPA? CP, no, it's it's the CPA. It's a, it's a, just like the AICPA, but it's a Canadian version of it. That's all. Now, 
in this country, the AICPA is more aware than not that we are not getting people majoring in accounting. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. And they're not doing anything. And I don't know, I'm not going to go into detail, but they're running this new evolution. Are you familiar with that evolution thing that's coming out? What's the evolution thing? All right. All right. What they're trying to say is, you know, accounting, we know, you know, it's boring doing audits, that type of thing. Now we're going to have it where you can actually start specializing in areas like, you know, Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. Right. we got this, but, we the same but, idea. Yeah. But the big fallacy of this whole program is this. All right. In the United States, you want to get that CPA certificate, you have to work under a CPA for yeah. one year yeah. or work in a public accounting firm. All right. So, really, in essence, all right, even though people think, oh, now I'll be able, if I want to go into advisory services, hey, the exam's going to change. And if you want to, you can take part of the exam as advisory services. All right. But this is what really, and, this, and I'm very hepped up on this because I'm so against this. All right. The one thing they're failing to tell the students is this. All right. By the way, did we tell you we didn't change the experience requirement? You still will get a CPA. And by the way, you're not allowed to call yourself a specialization in taxation. All right. Because... So, so. That's a violation of the accounting ethics. We can't say we're CPAs specializing in taxes or advisory. We can't do that. Yeah. So all they're really trying to do, and you know, it's very annoying, is our professional society here is not helping at all trying to get people to come into this profession because no. they still require the one year yeah. or the you know, whatever. All right. How is your society? How is your society? Are they working for the accounting profession or do you feel they're they just don't give a damn like the ASCPA does. So, so let's let's level down. It doesn't matter if it's Canada, U.S. It's all the same. They're all the same. Okay, they're all doing the same thing. We can look at specifics, but here's the gist: the traditional accounting firm model of billing by hour and cranking out as many tax returns as possible and treating people like machines and computers is outdated and it's an oppressive model. It's not only oppressive for the accountant, but it's oppressive for the client. And all the institutes continue pushing these things down. They only give you certain reports if you tell them how many billable hours you have. They push billable hours. Both institutes push billable hours. Both institutes push crazy thinking to think, oh, we need to, we need to make the profession more attractive. Well, how you make it attractive is by updating the model changing the model, make it attractive to people coming in. So for me, like for me, the passion for me is, especially someone going into the profession or freshly in, or they've been in for a while, it doesn't have to suck. There is a different model you can work under, regardless of what the CPA Canada does or AICPA, whatever they're telling us to do and all the different regulations, just it's noise, just ignore them. Okay, please just ignore them. But is your and, model mainly about tax returns or is it all services of the accountant? No, it's becoming the trusted advisor to the client. Okay. It's not about just tax returns is something we do, but it's a means to an end. A tax return is a means for a client to get a certain result. The clients are trying to build a life for themselves and it's understanding what they're trying to do for their life. Then you can take your toolkit and go, here's the tax return, here's the financials, and now we're going to make it work and we can help them get financing. We'll go talk to, we don't know about financing. We'll go to the bank. We'll talk to the banker because we know the client's trying to build the business up because they want to create a, a 
a hundred million dollar business or a $10 million business, whatever it is. And then they want to retire and they want to go to Fiji. And so we know the life, we know what the client really wants. Then you take out all the tool belt from the CPA has, and you start applying it to the client's life. But it's the change in model as opposed to just head down and just doing what you did last year. Like, here's the joke, the biggest joke. And most accounts will get this. It's like, why did the accountant cross the road? Because he could. <laughs> no, because they looked in last year's file and that's what they did last year. That's even better. Because of, why did the accountant cross the load? Because that's what they did last year. Accountants just keep following the same rule. And this is what I want the message. And the final message I just want for your listeners here. And I know that we're, we're going to have to wrap up here shortly on, on the podcast here, Phil. You and I, we should do more podcasts together. There's going to be a lot of fun. But let's just wrap up on this. The it doesn't have to suck. You don't have to suffer. You don't have to put in all the crazy hours that they're telling you. You don't have to be tied to a billable hour like you're punching a clock. There is a new model. There's a different model out there. And you once you update that model, you can have your three freedoms. So again, I want your listeners to write down the three freedoms, money, clients, time. They deserve to make a certain amount of money, work with a client that appreciates them and is willing to pay them more and have free time on their own hands. That's and that's all, that's, written, that's all written in your book, correct? It's all in the book. Yeah, it's the all, free resources, the coaching all, program, you held the online course. Can you hold that yeah. up for a second? What's yeah, sure. Book? It's, it's the accountant success formula. All right. And by the way, uh, is that being, are you self-published? No, no, I've got a publisher. You can get it on Amazon. You can get it on my website. You you get your listeners to go to my website, ericsolbackincpa.com or accountantsuccessformula.com. We'll redirect you to that. There's a free plus shipping offer um, in there. There's also a bunch, a ton of free resources. I've got an online masterclass that's free and, it, and then an opportunity for you. If you want to work with me, I've got an online course or I've got a premier coaching program. And for those bigger firms, I've got what's known as a partner program where I go in and I work with the firm. I'll fly out. I work with you and your team to update the business model so that you can get your three freedoms back. Are you the only, yeah, I know we're running out of time because I, uh, tell me uh, if I want to find you and uh, avail myself of your service, all right. Yeah. How do people find you? I guess that's the question. Is it through your books? Is it through your the website? Go books? to the website. Eric Solback and CPA.com or accountant success formula.com. It's right there. You send an email and guess what? You know, It'll come to me. Get some links. We're going to we'll put some your links name up. under the picture here. So they'll know your name. All right. And also we're going to have the name of your book up there. Is that okay? Of course, please do so. It's just, I, I want, I, what I want for accountants is I want to have the, them to have their freedom back. That's why I call the accountant success formula the path to freedom, because I truly believe accountants deserve more. I know because I lived it 18 years of hell. And then after that, eight years of heaven. And now I've been working for the last eight years with accounting firms doing just this, showing them how to update their model. I like, I think here's the storyline. There's always a villain, a hero and a guide. And so here's the story for accountants, the accountants, all your listeners, they're the hero. Okay, they're the hero. The villain is the accounting profession, the traditional model. That's the villain to them. That's why it's holding them back. That's why they're frustrated. That's why they're stressed out. It's that. And the guide is Eric. I'm your Yoda. 
Okay, you your listeners are Princess are, are is Luke Skywalker, Princess Leia, yeah, Princess Luke Leia, Skywalker, yeah. or you're Ray, right? You're the you're the you're the you're the you're the hero, and all you need to do is find the power within you, and I help you find that power within you so that you can defeat the Emperor. How much will you, if I use your services? Uh, I don't know if you can give me a percentage like this. Uh, how much do your clients' uh, revenues increase by? By using your model, do you keep track Which, of that? Yes, yes, totally. And here's the here's the kicker: I can show you how in the first year you can increase your revenues by fifty percent without doing a single of without doing any more work with any more clients. You literally shift from a billable hour model to the subscription model, and and then when you start doing the four planning pillars I talked about, on top of that, it goes through the roof. But first year, you can be up fifty percent with no extra work. And then you can stop chasing for invoices and money. It's, it's, it's awesome. It's absolutely amazing. No, I like that idea of the subscription model. I've never heard of anything like that before. You know, and you give your client, you give your clients unlimited access, but you need to build the model so that you're getting paid properly. And so once you shift it over, the clients love it because they know the price ahead of time. It smooths out their cash flow. They get unlimited access to you so that you become that trusted advisor. They want to, they can cancel at any time. Great, sign me up. But if they want another project, then you're just going to charge them for that other project. Is that correct? Yeah, this change order special projects. I do. Change that's, order? That's, okay. that's why I do coaching. That's why for me, I'm a strategic advisor to accounting firms. Like a lot of. Where are you going to? By the way, where are you going to be that anybody could hear you? Last thing. Where are you going to? You know, you have a schedule. I do, I do videos. I do weekly videos. You get on my email list. I do weekly videos. I do free content all the time on my weekly video on my on my email list. I'm on LinkedIn. Um, I don't do any other social. I'm just not that guy. I don't do any other social. I do other speaking events, but literally look me up under the accountantsuccessformula.com and it'll redirect you to my website and you can get on my email list. You get the free resources and then you can see for yourself um, if the accountant success formula is right for you. And like I said, you deserve, the, I, accountants deserve more. I just, and I am one who went through it. I transitioned. It was amazing. And I just want that freedom for your listeners. I have not read this book, but I I'm sending I'd you like, a copy. Well, I, was, I wasn't going to ask for that, but no, uh, oh yeah, I'm, I'm already sending you one. No, no, I would, yeah, <laughs> no, I'd like to read this because it sounds very interesting. Actually, hey, you know what? Here's here's this, Phil. Like this, the first the first uh, twenty listeners that email me directly asking for a book, they won't even pay the shipping. I'll just give them a free copy of the book. There's for your listeners, twenty copies of my book, right there. Boom. And you know what? If they can't get a hold of you, I will give them my email. Okay. Yeah, there you right? go. And uh, you know, I'll give it to you right now. Just call. Well, you don't have to call me. You can dial on me. <laughs> All right. Yeah. It's Phil Yeager. P H I L dot Y A E G E R. Phil Yeager at AOL.com. All right. If I get any of those people, I'm sure Eric will honor that promise. I always okay. do. No problem. Right. I'm a CPA. I always honor that. You know that In we fact, have a code. We're, you know, week, we are, we're CPAs. We have code, right? We have a code we live by. And last week you gave away 20,000 free copies. Uh, what'd you do? <laughs> oh, I, now you're making shit up, man. <laughs> yeah, I am. I am. Okay. Hey, well, Eric, I want to. It's been awesome. I want to thank you. And Eric is the author of The Accountant Success Formula. And I'm going to get a copy. All right. Not because I want free books, but I want to read this thing. It sounds very interesting. Uh, so he can give you a more ideal lifestyle that a lot of you probably don't have. And this isn't something that I'm telling you, you don't know. 
So anyway, Eric, I want to thank you very much and uh, apologize for the uh, problems we had in the beginning. <laughs> and uh, anyway, hope to see you again someday soon. And uh, anyway, as your staff told me, when you see this guy, you're not going to believe that he's only 65. It's amazing. I <laughs> 65? No, 53, man. I'm turning 53. 53. And your birthday's in five days. Five days. Yeah, five days. Now. My birthday's in five days. Yeah. Right. So All send right. me that Danish. I, I, <laughs> I'll send you a dozen Danish. I'll okay, get some bagels also. I like right. a bagel. That's good. Thanks, Thank, Phil. Thank you very much. Take care. Hello, everyone. This is Phil Yeager again. <laughs> anyway, I want to thank you for watching. You, you get confused. If you came in at that point, you'll say, wait a minute. Is this we starting this thing again? Anyway. I just want to thank you for listening and watching. And this is Phil Yeager of CPA Review and more. And please remember, every week we have a new show. If you have any suggestions, you can get a hold of me by calling 301. Here's my number, 301-315-0888. That is my number in Maryland. Call me. We like to get ideas from our listeners, what you'd like to hear about, topics, whatever. So anyway, I thank you once again, everyone. And please, please, we went through this pandemic. I thought people would start becoming nicer, but they're not. I want you to be different. Be nice to people. You know, it makes a difference in life. Thank you, everyone. Take care. And hopefully we will see you again. Okay. All right. So we stopped the recording. No, you're still recording. I'm still recording. What yeah, I, oh, there it is. I can